Welcome to Donuts with Dudes. This is episode 26. November 6th, baby. Anyways, this week, dudes, we wanted to say thank you guys for giving us a week off last week from producing content. Anthony and I decided after every 25th episode, we're going to take a little break. But we're back at it this week with episode 26. And with that, we're bringing some fire content to you. What we got, dog? What we got? For our first topic, I know some of you dudes may have always asked WWJD, what would Jesus do? Now you actually really can't. Well, wouldn't it be WWAID? Alan Iverson? Of course. Yeah. Anyways, dudes, for our second topic this week, the University of Michigan is still under scrutiny for their alleged sign-stealing scandal. And dudes, for our final topic this week, two weeks ago, the UFC and Bud Light reached a sponsorship agreement for the 2024 fighting season. So you got half-naked dudes and Bud Light in the same conversation? <laughs> I can't touch it, bro. But hey, dudes, you tell me what y'all think. Yeah, I'm going to plead the fifth. Dudes, no interview this week. But before we throw this batch in the oven, Anthony, hit him with that great intro track, my dude. Let's get it. Welcome to Donuts with Dudes, where we dive into the things that matter most to men, like sports, business, and mental conditioning. But we don't stop there. We also incorporate health topics, because being a well-rounded dude means taking care of yourself. We're your hosts, Anthony and Cameron, and we're excited to bring you this show, where we discuss hot topics and interview experts in their field. Real dudes, just like you. So sit back, grab a donut, and maybe some coffee, and join us in the bakery. Dudes, for our first topic this week, hey, AI is not going anywhere anytime soon. And, you know, I think that we've talked about AI in almost every single industry on this show in the short 26 episodes that we've done so far. But this one, this new news surrounding AI for me, it's an all time wow factor for me. I mean, just, I, it's honestly, it's something I don't know how to even digest at this point. But as of a couple of months ago, developers have started working on an application. Uh, it's now called Ask G, or it was called Ask Jesus. Um, they've changed the name of it, and we'll get into that here in a little bit as to why. But what they are doing is they're using artificial intelligence and machine learning to generate a response to a question that you would have asking God, right? If you were talking to God and asking God a question, they now have apps where you can go and talk to Jesus. This is a crazy world we're living in, Anthony. I mean, it really is. And you said it best, but it's also when you just said, um, what did you say? You said it's not going anywhere, right? Yeah. It's going everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> it is, man. You know, it, it's funny because this app, you know, apparently they had to change the name of this app. It originally was called Ask Jesus, but they changed the name of the app because people were starting to associate real deity with 
this AI. And so this kind of poses the next question, man, is, is this the trajectory in which we're going with faith, with, with hope as people were always trying to find the higher power, right? We all want to try to find meaning in this world. We all want to have the answers to pain, suffering, why we're here, all that fun stuff. But now we've got artificial intelligence coming in and answering for God. Yeah, I think the original article that we had heard or read was that pastors were trying to use it to help their sermons, right? Yeah. So I can see how that can be helpful. But, you know, me and my stance on AI, it's always cheating. Like, usually you got to connect with the message. Right. But now you're just typing in whatever your topic is and you're hoping to connect with somebody, you know? Yeah. You know, I got to say, you know, even even with Sam Altman, you guys don't know who Sam Altman is by now. He's the founder and and CEO of OpenAI, which is the parent company to ChatGPT. And even he has said that he expects that artificial intelligence will get to the point of becoming highly persuasive before it becomes highly intelligent. We already know that AI is hallucinating and we know that AI is not a a tool that has been matured. And we, we, I definitely, I use chat GPT myself, so I can't be a hypocrite here. Um, and I, I love the tool. Um, and I think it's a great resource and kind of going back to what you mentioned, I think the whole reason behind all of this was to help pastors that are in secluded countries. You know, this started in, in Korea, you know, in South Korea, Christianity is, is acceptable and it's, it, it is okay to express your religion in South Korea. However, in North Korea is complete opposite, right? And so having tools like this that are accessible to people that don't necessarily have, I mean, not just in Christianity, but just in any religion that may not have access to all of the resources that we may get here in America, you know, it's going to be helpful. And I find that part to be good, right? It helps steer people in the right direction. Now, the, the hard part for me is two things. If this thing hallucinates and it starts steering people in the wrong direction or you know, it's not sticking true to the actual beliefs or it takes things out of context and misconstrues them. And then you start having different sects of, that's not sex, that's S-C-C-T, sex of, <laughs> of, uh, of religions that just start bifurcating themselves. And we already have enough of that today within every single religion, man, you know? And so, um, but then the second question I have is, do people start replacing their original deities and start just heavily relying on AI? Are they going to stop getting on their hands and knees and just start getting in a seat and typing on a keyboard? So I just pulled up this ask Jesus.ai. It says, enter your question for Jesus here. What do you want to ask Jesus? So I asked him, you know, a personal question, right? And then it says his first response was, thank you, my child. Please be patient. This is a long distance connection. With the wink emoji. <laughs> okay. All right. Then his next message came back saying, just so you know, you can see what scripture verses I'm using to create my response to you in the Bible references box below this chat. Now, my child, please give me a few moments to answer your question. It's not as quick as the other chat GPT, you know, where that thing will bust out a 2000 word essay in 10 seconds. <laughs> yeah, <I know>. <laughs> so, <laughs> but, you know, hey, they, this is also... It could be, I guess it's trying to be as realistic as possible because Jesus says, hey, it's on his time. Right. So 
Maybe that's part of the function, man. I need to plug in my laptop battery. You never know, man. <laughs> Wait for this answer here. AI Jesus is trying to teach you patience, bro. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's, it's interesting. You know, there's, there's a lot of thought leaders, especially that, that are in the faith, that are coming in and chiming in on it. And obviously, you can imagine coming from the Christian community that nobody's really too happy about this. And as a matter of fact, a lot of thought leaders chimed in on this that are in the faith. You know, they so they actually went and they used the app and tried to um, facilitate some conversation with it. And one of the questions that they asked is, are you the son of God? And his response was, yes, indeed. I am the son of God, sent from a heavenly father to dwell among humanity and other and, and offer salvation. And he also said, in me, the divine and human nature are united through my teachings, miracles, death on the cross and resurrection. I've shown the world God's love and provided a way for all who believe in me to have eternal life. That for me is an interesting response because in, in one instance, I mean, yeah, if you, if you were truly asking Jesus himself, I mean, that sounds like the right response is that really, or at least the response that he has given to like the Pharisees and the Sadducees in the Bible. So it's right on par with that. But coming from an AI or a computer telling you that, yes, I am the son of God. I am, you know, it just, it feels odd, but Hey, these are, this is what people are going and asking it. So, I mean, this is what you want. But a lot of these people, you know, after they asked in using the tool, a lot of them responded that if they were, if they would use this tool, a lot of them said it was a hard no. Yeah. I agree with them, man. I mean, it, it looks like it has some entertainment value, you know, maybe it'll give you something to think about. I still haven't got a response to my first one. So I went to a different one <laughs> and I, and he, and this dude's talking pretty quickly. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's uh, what is this character.ai and it says, uh, is remember everything, remember everything characters say is made up. So I asked it the same question I asked the other guy and he, you know what? He came up with some good stuff. I mean, it's pretty basic, but it's like, I guess something to think about. Yeah. But just know it's not coming from God, but it might give you some insight or some sort of perspective that you may need. Yeah. I like that he, he gave you Bible verses. That's cool. Yeah. As like a reference point, right. You know, go do your own research. Like, don't just get it from, from me. I, I think that there could be very sheepish people in this world. And that's what I worry about is they start placing their hope and faith in these things. And I think that there are some far out people that will probably go there and we'll have a church of AI here pretty soon, man. Yeah. Church of Allen Iverson. (laughs) (laughs) Who do you pay? I know. What kind of member? I guess you just get, you go, that's, that's the next thing, dude. That's your tithing is you're going to have to buy the app and monthly. Buy the app and you got to have server space, you know, if you want to have talk to God. So you got to buy up a certain amount of server space to, to do that. I can see all of that unfolding. That's just crazy world, man. But dudes, we'd love to have your interaction on this. Have you talked to Jesus? At least the AI Jesus. And uh, since these tools are made available to you, I don't know, would you trust something that comes out from, if you're asking the, the AI Jesus of the meaning of life, do you take that to heart? Love to have you guys join the conversation. As always, we've got a link in our show notes where you can go and join the conversation or you can email us, info at donutswithdudes.com.
And dudes, for our second topic this week, it looks like the football team of Michigan, the Wolverines, directed by Jim Harbaugh, <laughs> is being investigated by the NCAA for a massive scandal that involves unauthorized scouting and illicit recording of opposing sidelines, and more specifically, surrounding sign stealing. Dudes, you guys all know this. If you played sports, there's signs in every single sport. It's either coming from plays to audibles, what's coming up, what to look out for. And it's a way that coaches can communicate with their players on the field, right? Now, this sign stealing scandal, the blame is being placed on a staffer, which is an analyst, I should say. His name is Connor Stallions. So the red flag was was raised when a lot of different Big Ten schools started noticing a lot of different technologies that were coming from the University of Michigan entering into their stadiums. And as a matter of fact, two weeks ago, there was a game between Ohio State and Penn State. And uh, leading up to that game, which was when they found out and they suspended uh, this Connor Stallions kid and they were starting the investigation, the NCAA was, they found out that Michigan had bought four tickets two on each side of the stadium where that game was going to be played. Yeah, this whole scandal comes in the midst of, you know, perhaps one of their best seasons or their dream season right now. They're 8-0, 5-0 in the Big Ten record so far. And they also just beat uh, their in-state rivals, Michigan State, 49 to nothing. So this is definitely raising some eyebrows, but also what I was reading here, I'm on uh, Detroit Free Press they are talking about that TCU knew of Michigan sign stealing in the college football playoff last year. And all of this has actually been pretty much confirmed because in, in these schools that they went and played, you know, there were tickets sold to Michigan for these games. Right. Like they have record of that. So it doesn't, what do you think, dude? You think Jim Harbaugh knew about it or you think this is something that was. Man, I hard not to know that. You, and I don't know how you don't know about that. I mean, you're the head coach and in the whole point of, I guess, keeping that all below your belt and that there's, you know, there's, there's these OCs and, and position coaches that are just conspiring together and, and Jim Harbaugh is completely ignorant to all this. I just, I don't, I don't know that I can buy that. They even said that they went and, and, and bought tickets to non-Big Ten teams that could possibly be in the playoff hunt, dude. So like, there's, this is extensive. Like they did. You know, this isn't just like, oh, let's go see what, let's go scout. Right. Now, what the NCAA is saying is they do know that this is something that every team does. They, they have come out and they've recognized that this is a common practice. And the whole getting caught part is the part that is typically that, that eludes sports. But every team essentially does this, right? Just like the whole paying players before NIL, we know that players were getting paid, right? I mean, we know that that was happening. However, the reason why that this is, and it's actually not an illegal thing to steal signs in, in football. Uh, there's no rule that states that this is an illegal thing to do. However, because, because you can actually do this and, and NFL teams actually do this. And that is, is a well-known thing that this is the whole entire operation. They have a team dedicated to understanding the other teams and understanding what they do and what every move and what that means and trying to decipher it. Why it's not 
widely acceptable. And what we're reading here in college sports, especially prior to the NIL, was you have smaller schools that could potentially be outcasted or left behind because they don't have the resources, human capital, or money to be able to go and do what some of these big schools can do. And if you hire a whole entire team to just go and scout other teams and just have people designated to just doing that. But we are entering in a different, or are, we're not entering, we are in a completely different era today because what really separates the pros and college is obviously you're going to school in college. It, you know, that's kind of a guise these days, but, but you're getting paid in the pros. Well, I mean, some of these college players are making more than some of these pros are making. Yep. I did see that TCU was aware of Michigan doing this. So in an attempt to trick them as they had dummy signs out there. They know what's going to happen. Although scouting opponents is not illegal, sending staffers to games instead of using provided video is a subversion of the spirit of the rules. Impermissible recording is also prohibited. So, you know, they know what's going to happen, but they don't expect you to, uh, you know, whatever, dude. Yeah. I, I think the investigation has to happen because I think maybe there needs to be a clear line as to what is going to be acceptable and unacceptable in this area. Obviously, we're still living in the wild, wild west with NIL and we're still trying to sort all that out. And this is just one of those other things that since they've decided to change the whole entire landscape of college football and college sports, this is another thing that they're going to have to figure out and deal with. And, you know, in my opinion, is stealing signs wrong? I mean, yeah, it kind of feels like you're, when it comes to sports, it's like you want to have my guys versus your guys and let's figure out who's the best, right? And obviously there's an element of wit and intellect that goes into all that and recon and understanding your other team. Uh, and I think that there could be a level, I mean, look at Spygate, Deflategate, right. right? Things like that, that are just taking it way too far. But when you have things that are as blatant and out in the open, like signs are, and everybody can see them, I mean. It's really unacceptable if you really think about it, bro. We're, when we play, when we're playing uh, teams in these tournaments for baseball, we have often seen uh, players get on second base. And then they're sitting there holding up their fingers of the pitch that the catcher's throwing. So then we have to tell the umpire. Then the umpire gives them a warning and stands in the way and that sort of thing. But, you know, it's another thing, too, when we've had coaches sitting there and they're looking, they can see our, our catcher's sign. And then they have a signal to their players about what to expect. So, you know, it happens at all levels. It's unfortunate. Yeah. You know, it's, I guess it's part of the game. Yeah. You know, I, I think that, Anything before you get to the professional level, especially when you get, especially when you're talking about football, there is this preconceived notion that college football or college sports and down are innocent is the first word that comes to mind. That's not what I'm thinking of, but maybe just not perversed yet, right? You kind of get to the pros and things are just, people just change, money changes you, you're doing things for a different reason now, right? And Prior to NIL and everything, you know, you had this completely, you know, almost felt like you were set aside from all that. And I think that's what people are still holding on to. Like, just like you said, like in kids sports, like, come on, kid, like, put your hand out, like, you know, and just go and play, go play baseball, you know, just go play the sport. But 
um, I think that's where a lot of us are holding on to. It's like, man, we want to preserve this beautiful thing, college football that has been so sacred to us for hundred over a hundred years. And it is completely turning on its head now, you know, yep. dudes, what do you guys think about this topic? Um, is what Jim Harbaugh and the Michigan Wolverines, what they're doing. And do you think this is terrible? And obviously Jim Harbaugh is coming off a suspension earlier this year, beginning of the season. And so I think there's a lot, maybe there's some controversy going on. And yeah. So we, we'd love for you guys to jump in, hit us in the show notes or email us info at donutswithdudes.com. We'll return to the show in a moment, but first a word from our sponsors. At some point in our adult lives, we may have to turn our attention to the needs and safety of our parents and grandparents as they age. They've done so much for us, and it's our turn to make sure they have the best quality of life. I founded HomeSpark because seniors deserve to have the very best care available, so they can age with dignity and remain independent longer. Our caregivers provide wellness checks, companionship, transportation, meal preparation, and more of what you think is important. To learn more about our personalized care plan, visit us at homesparkcare.com. HomeSpark, we care for people. And for our third topic this week, dudes, Bud Light is making a back come. I mean, a, a comeback <laughs> <laughs> when it comes to advertising. Uh. Last week, the UFC and Bud Light found an agreement to resurge Bud Light as their main sponsor for the MMA Corporation. And so, if you dudes don't know. Bud Light was actually the original main sponsor for the UFC and was until uh, the beginning of 2018. Uh, at 2018, the UFC decided that they wanted to go and switch over to Modelo to try to diversify who they were targeting in their audience. Well, in beginning in 2024, UFC will be parting ways with Modelo and switching over to the branding with Bud Light. Now, what you dudes may not know is that. Bud Light and Modelo are actually under the Anheuser-Busch umbrella here in America. Uh, in America, Anheuser-Busch has the right to distribute um, all Modelo products. And so, you know, it's not really a big switch as far as corporations go. It's just a, it's a branding deal. If you guys have not been watching the news surrounding Bud Light here in the past uh, year or so, Bud Light has faced a lot of backlash from their advertisements that they did with uh, the transgendered TikTok influencer, Dylan Mulvaney. And, uh, you know, ever since then, there's been a lot of backlash from corporations that have tied themselves with Bud Light. And, and it's been a bifurcating topic. And as a matter of fact, because of it, you know, Bud Light was the top beer as far as sales go for years and years and years. And as a result from that advertising, they were trumped from that top spot by Modelo, in fact. So it's kind of crazy. You know, obviously you can imagine a sport like UFC, which I, I guess you would consider one of the, I don't know, quote unquote, manliest sports. You got two dudes duking it out, battle to, to death, kind of essentially. And they go and align themselves with a brand that has taken on a completely different stereotype over the past year, you know? So maybe this is their way of reappealing to the male audience. I don't know. Tastes like sweat in the rain. <laughs> I tell you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 
let's really get down to it, man. I think this is the dumbest move you can make if you want to lose your fan base. This is about as smart as move as like campaign for Biden at, at a NASCAR race. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to get voters. <laughs> I mean, come on, dog. Oh, God. That was a good one. <laughs> well, obviously, Dana White, the CEO of the Ultimate Fighter Championship or UFC, is definitely taking some backlash. He answered some questions about it, and there were some heavy questions. And his his response is, you know, I I I don't know that I care for Dana White or discare for him in any kind of way, but I can respect the man's responses, even though homie's trying to cover himself but you know he came out and said he was calling he was speaking to people that were calling him a sellout and you know he's saying like oh you you people you're just doing this all for the money and a lot of duh he was like idiots that's what a sponsorship is about sponsorships is about money and making money so your business can survive and we had multiple offers on the table and Bud Lights was the best and he's like why wouldn't I take that deal And he also put this to the whole COVID thing. He's like, you know, eventually at some point in time when COVID happened, there was a pioneer that said, you know, we're not going to be afraid of this COVID shit anymore. We're going to figure this out and we're going to get back to real life. And he's like, you know, somebody's got to do it. Somebody's got to bring and stand by Bud Light and bring them back to the space in which they were. And he's like, we're okay with doing that. So I, you know, I can respect that. I, I can Respect a man that's willing to stick to his guns and defend his position. Fair enough. Yeah. But you know, they say not all money is good money. That's true. Especially if you're, if, you know, around, based around your brand, but. Yeah, Let's yeah. go to the comments. <laughs> 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 what have the people got to say? Let's see, Anthony, hit <laughs> us with you, bro. Todd, with 43 likes and laughs said, oh, are they considered cat fights now? <laughs> <laughs> And for the most underrated comment, my boy Ryan White says, <clears throat> Bud Light has always sucked. You're here. <laughs> <laughs> go, get, go get you a Curse or something, man. Go get you a bank of Curse or something. Oh, hey, man. Two, two naked dudes getting together in a ring, rubbing their bodies up against each other, man. I mean, I guess that does align. And, and Dana White even said... And he felt like their values, UFC's values and Bud, and Bud Light's values aligned. So it's going to be interesting watching that ground and pound. Every fight will start in the cornhole position. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the KBTX one? Yeah. I'm about to skip that one. <laughs> UFC announces new card girl, Dylan Mulvaney. <laughs> <laughs> Dudes, I hope this doesn't come across as as offensive. I know some of our language may come across that way, but this is truly not a way of us passing judgment on anybody because of the way that they want to sexually orient themselves or how they identify themselves. We all have free rights to be able to do whatever we want. And we support freedom here at Donuts with Dudes. So in all seriousness, you know, Anthony and I can find some humor in all this, but just know that that's all it is. And I hope you guys take it that way. But dudes, we'd love for you guys to chime in on this story. What do you guys think about the UFC partnering up with Bud Light? Join the conversation by clicking the link in our show notes or emailing us info at donutswithdudes.com.
Well, dudes, that's it for our show this week. We hope you guys enjoyed it just as much as Anthony and I did creating the show for you guys. As always, you can find more of our content on our link tree at Donuts with Dudes. Yeah, dudes, go check out that content. And if you want to request a shout out for future shows or comment on today's show, you can do that by following the link in our show notes. And you can always email us info at donutswithdudes.com. Dudes, remember our mission is to make men better and smarter each week. So if you get a chance, share the show with some friends. That's right, dudes. And we'll see you guys next week in the bakery for our next batch of our fresh hot topics.